Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is having a good morning today. Uh, I know I am. I'm trying to been putting together some notes here, and uh, for us as far as this God stories ninety five. I think it's uh, walking in the spirit uh, number fifteen, I believe, part fifteen. Of course. If you've been following us on the webinars, uh, we've been talking about the, uh, the spirit of God because we've, I've felt like, uh, we need to talk, talk about him this year because that's the very thing that we need to be walking with and walking in. And, uh, we've been talking a lot about the spirit in, in depth. And, uh, I wanted to start off this morning. Of course, everybody knows that have been following us. And been a part of our webinars. Um, I'm always starting off in, with John 7, uh, 37, and I'm going to read it again so that we can continue to get this in our brains because uh, God's continually working on us to, of course, those that want to be worked on and are pliable. Um, he wants to get us to the place to where we're walking in the spirit all the time to where it's no longer us that live, which is our old man that lives, it's Christ in us, the new man that lives. And and John 7, 37, it says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit, whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And of course, we can see here again that if we come to Jesus, uh, our hearts will change. That's one of the things that, that God is really working on through the spirit of God is that if we turn our heart toward Jesus, he says out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. So there must be a transformation of our heart and mind when we start coming to Jesus. And that is so true. And it's not done by formulations or uh, certain principles that we have to actually have in our life. Because if you're trying to do that in formulation mode, man, I've got to have this principle working or I'm not going to change in this area. Uh, you're not being led by the spirit because man, there's so many spiritual principles, but man, the spirit of God can lead you to a principle that doesn't even make sense. You should be doing this principle first and the spirit of God is telling you to do the last principle first. And that's the very way you're going to be led. And so we've got to be led by the spirit of God and we've got to be uh, to that place where we hear him more than our own thoughts and our own voice. And uh, I want to tell a little bit of a snippet of a God story this morning, because I think it's very important Uh Lately, we've been really uh, handling a lot of things uh, on the background of our ministry. A lot of you guys that really, truly follow us and are, are uh, close to us know that we help a lot of ministers. We help a lot of people uh, on the backside of our ministry, but do not make it known at all. Uh, a lot of things that, uh, that go on uh, behind our ministry are, are wonderful things, but because of the... Uh, the sensitivity of them, uh, we have to cover those things in order to get people restored. So there's a lot of people getting restored in our ministry by the spirit of God, but man, and some of them are wonderful, but man, I'm going to tell you, when you're restoring somebody, you've got to be gentle. James talks about it, or Galatians talks about it. And uh, you've also 
got to have patience because man, walking with the spirit, sometimes it seems like he's not in a hurry. And, uh, and when he starts cutting things away, which is the sword of the spirit, sometimes there's stingers and sometimes there's things that doesn't really feel that good, but man, the, the cutting away from of the sword of the spirit, when he starts cutting things off of our flesh, it may not feel good for a moment, but later on, man, you're rewarded with more of his presence. And, uh, one particular story comes up to me from yesterday. I was driving, uh, I was taking a drive up to up north here into the Carolinas and, uh, I get, I've got, I get several calls on my phone, you know, each day. And, and one particular, uh, uh, person that we've been kind of working with called and man, he's just saying all these wonderful things that are happening to him and, and, uh, how he's getting these visitations and how man, the spirit of God's just all over him and man, everything's working great. And, and, I mean, that he was just on top of the world. And man, I, I, I got to thinking, man, how far has this guy come? You know, God is so good because, uh, eight months ago, he, he was in really dire straits. Uh, maybe even more than that. I'm not sure, but uh, a few months ago, uh, just in major dire straits. Went through a lot of uh, valleys, walking through through those valleys and walking through the stumbling blocks and all types of different emotions. And, and uh, if you were a part of it, uh, you would think that you were in hell and you didn't want to have anything to do with it. But I'm going to tell you, every person's worth it. Every person's worth it because every person is a temple of God. Now, that doesn't mean that they're walking with God. It means they're, they are, uh, they were made to be God's temple, their body and their, their mind and everything about them was made in the image of God. But sometimes, you know, people like us will allow the enemy to come in and be, and set up a rule in God's temple. And, uh, that had, that's what had happened. He'd snuck in and started taking control of this guy's mind. And, and man, the Lord just came in and just exposed it all. And then, you know, ended up leading him toward us. But long story short, this guy was, you would think wouldn't make it uh, as far as what making it means, making it to me means, you know, back in that place of really walking with the Lord and, and with his presence, making it doesn't mean everybody, it's when everybody, you know, speaks good of you. That's the danger part. If everybody speaks, it's, it's speaking good of you, that you're in danger. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, he he went through this thing. He said, yeah, I'm walking this thing out. And man, he's come out on the other side. And he's, he was telling me all this wonderful stuff that's been happening to him. And, and uh, I got to thinking, man, I said, in my mind, I said, Lord, why is all this happening now? And he showed me that the reason it's happening is because he chose to allow the spirit of truth come in his life again and put him back into alignment and, and true alignment and order with the spirit of God and, and with the ways of Jesus instead of the ways of the world. So when, when you're out of the order of the spirit or the order of truth in your life, and you're not walking in those truths, it puts you in the, in the, the order of the, I would call the underworld or the world. 
and you'll find yourself or your life in chaos. And you're all, and because you're, you're dipping dabbling in, in all of these different things of darkness and thinking you can have light at the same time, it makes it even more demonic. That's why the Lord says, I wish you were either hot or cold. Uh, lukewarm is the most demonic place you can ever get in. And everybody knows out there, that is a terrible place to get at because you find yourself panicking. You find yourself in anger because you're trying to follow God and then follow the enemy at the same time. And it doesn't work. And you've got your right arm making your sin, your, your left eye making your sin. And I mean, you've got all kinds of things going on. But man, when the Lord comes in, he says, let's cut all this thing off. Let's, let's go extreme. Let's cut off the hand. Let's pluck out the eye and let's start over. <clears throat> and that's basically what happened. God, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth basically came in, exposed it and not only exposed him, but, but in the culmination of this, this bomb that went off, uh, it, it set not only him free, but it started setting his wife free as well. Now the whole family's free and their whole life is starting to now be in order. And what happened is, is that the spirit of God, even though it's tough to pull you out of that, if you'll say yes to him and walk back under the order of, of the spirit, even though it's painful sometimes, but if you're obeying, the spirit of God will take care of that pain and he will bring you back into alignment uh, with Jesus. And when you're under the alignment with truth, then your eyes open, your heart opens, Rivers start flowing out again and you start supposedly getting all these visitations and seeing all these wonderful things, feeling the feeling God, loving your wife, your wife's loving you. And you're thinking, man, you're, 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 in, you're the favorite. It's time for me to do something, you know, but you, now all of that was there to start with. All of that was there for you before you got into that pit place. Because it's not God having favor on you, because the favor of God is always going to be in the place of order. It's it's you putting yourself in the place of that order of the Spirit. And then you're it, it says here, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Things will start happening that were already there. They were already all there for you. Just as all those things for the underworld are there for you. When you get under the place of the spirit of the flesh or the, the underworld, the spirit of this world, out of your heart flows just demonic stuff. Your, your life's miserable and, and you choose to come under that, uh, that order of authority of the spirit of the world. And that's what happens. And But then when you put your life in order again with truth, everything of the spirit of God, the Jesus and the, the manifestations of his presence and uh happiness with your family, happiness with your wife, happiness with your children, happiness, especially with yourself and with, with, between you and the Lord. It's amazing. And that's what was happening. He was telling me all these wonderful stuff. And I, and he was telling me, you know, all, uh, all these things he feel like he's called to, he's giving words to people, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I said, do you, do you realize what's happened? And he gave me some, you know, some, uh, things he thought, and I said, it's all, it's not because God is just, is moving in your life. He's always moving. It's, you have chosen to come into his alignment and his order. And now your life's in order. 
And this is stuff that he ordained for you from the foundations of the earth. It's not like the Lord's playing favorites with you. These are things that are there for you. These are, these are things that are here for mankind. And it's for all of us. And, uh, and I started pondering on these things. And, and of course, when I got off the phone with him, I, I was pondering it even more. And at the same time, uh, I get another text from someone that needed help. And they were in that dire straight place. And now they're starting, they want to come out of the, that pit of the spirit of the world and into the place of the spirit of God. And I want to give us a few of the uh, truths or an example of that in uh, John 1 because this is what I mentioned to this guy because I really wanted him to get it because sometimes when the spirit of God's moving in someone's life and there's the presence of God and all these things are happening, it's not because we're good people. It's not because you're doing things right. It's just because God is good. That's it. You have chosen to get under the umbrella of God. That doesn't mean you're good. It's you, if you get under the umbrella or the shadow of the Almighty and you find yourself in that secret place of God, everything of God starts to flow. But you have to be obedient to what the Spirit of God tells us and uh, shows us what to do. Because he's everything the Spirit of God or the Spirit of truth does in our life. Truth will set you free, but you got to walk in it. And we'll get to that because that's what happened. He started walking in the truth, started abiding in the truth. And then the truth started setting him free. What is he being set free from? He's being set free from the mentality of the world and giving the mentality of Christ Jesus, okay? And let's turn over to John 1, verse 43. I hope this helps because, man, we've got we've to have the spirit of truth in our life. I'm telling you, he is dealing with a lot of us out there where, man, we just know I've got to start walking in truth, even for myself, or I'm going to die here. And uh, this is what's happening to a lot of people. What we're incurring and what we're, what's happening with us, a lot of folks are just coming out of the woodwork needing help. And uh, we need to help each other. But we've got to have the Spirit of God. we got to have the main one, the real helper is the Holy Spirit. And let's read this. It says, the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael, now we got to watch this. Some of you guys have heard me preach this before, but in a different context. But let's watch this. And Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So this Philip is telling uh, Nathaniel, hey, we found God, the Messiah. And evidently, Nathaniel is not doing well. So he's completely out of the order of God. So he's not doing well. Anybody that tells you something that's wonderful or truth, and you're not in a good place, 
you're not going to like it because the spirit of truth lies on the words that you're that, that person speaking. And when it hits you, you want to just push, reject it and push it away. And that's what's happening with, uh, with Nathaniel here. He's out of order in his spirit. He's under a tree. He's out of order. He's not doing well. His mind has gone somewhere else and he's not doing well. And he says, and Philip said, come and see. That's the next thing. When the spirit of God hits you and you're under the wrong tree, in other words, the wrong spirit, you're eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that old fleshly stuff, you're thinking of yourself, you're satisfying yourself instead of walking with the spirit. You have to get up just like Philip. This was really God through Philip giving an invitation. He said, come and see. So you have to get up out from under that tree you've been eating from. And you have to start walking toward the truth, even though you don't want to go see it. Even though you, your mind says, I don't want this. I don't want to walk this thing out. I don't want to even see it. Y'all ever had that? I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to see it. That's what our flesh says to us. We don't, don't even want to see Jesus. I don't even want to see it. Don't even tell me about the truth. I don't even want to hear it. But thank God Nathaniel was miserable enough and God will do that. He will allow you to stay under that tree and make you allow you to be miserable enough to where if someone comes along and speaks the truth, you'll get desperate enough to actually say, okay, I'm going to get up from under these, out this thing and I'm going to walk it out so I can see. And that's what Philip is saying. And so he comes and he says, come and see. And Jesus saw Nathaniel. So here's Jesus. And Jesus sees him coming. So if you get out from under the tree, Jesus will see you coming. But if you're under that tree, he can't see you. God was the same way. He said, where are you, Adam? Because he's in another dimension. He was in another world. He was under the spirit of the world. But if you get out from under that, that tree, Jesus, God will see you and he will see you coming. And I love this part about Jesus. It says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, whom is no, whom, in whom is no deceit. What happened? I tell you what happened. The process had already started. Nathanael decided to get up out of his mentality, out from under all that sin, out from under all that stuff he's been thinking, that all that stuff that's been ruling his mind. And he started walking toward the truth and the spirit of truth, which was leading him always to Jesus. Spirit of truth will always testify of Jesus. Don't forget that, especially these days. Spirit of God will lie on those that really speak, the, uh, point everybody to Jesus. That's what was on Philip. <clears throat> and so what has happened is Nathaniel's gotten up and he started heading toward Jesus and the spirit of God had already started cleaning him up and he didn't even recognize it. Oh man, that is so good, guys. How many of us have been taught to look at our stuffs? And if you look at your stuff long enough and try to wipe it off, uh, you'll get free. He just started walking toward Jesus and the spirit of God, the spirit of truth 
the word of God itself, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, started cutting away for uh, Nathaniel as he's walking toward Jesus, which is our true destiny. And Jesus recognizes it. And he said, wow. Jesus saw Nathaniel and he said, behold, an Israelite, indeed, whom is no deceit, in whom is no deceit. In other words, the deceitfulness, the delusions that had been on him, the spirit of God had broken it off. And Jesus goes, you are completely free. You are clean in you. There's no deceit. But Nathaniel doesn't recognize all of this yet. And Nathaniel's still trying to come out of it as, this, as God is speaking to him. And that's what happens to it. God will start speaking to you as, you're, as the spirit of God is leading you into all truth. He will start speaking to you. And as he's speaking to you, all of those other things that are that, that are that have been holding you back, they'll start manifesting, but they're manifesting because you put you chose to put your life in order with the voice and spirit of God. And it says, and he said, Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? He's still just trying to figure out what in the world, how do you know me? What is this? In other words, I don't understand what's going on. Why is God speaking so much wonderful things to me? I, I don't think I'm this way. And that's what we've seen a lot of guys and women that have come out of this stuff. When they start coming out of it, they've been so beat up. When God starts saying these great things about them, they've been under such self-rejection, the spirit of self-rejection, they start battling. This can't be right. This is not really who I am. And so they're, but it's their mind getting free. And until they come into that agreement with the spirit of God, they, they've got to get free and watch this. And it says, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. In other words, listen, I saw you when you were in this state. Think about that. I saw you when you were in this state, but I called you out and you came. I was there when you were in under that, under that, all that stuff. I saw you when you were under all that stuff. But now I can see you coming. You're pure. You're holy. You have no deceit. Now there's this washing of living water this washing of the word of God that starts to happen in your life and the spirit of God starts cleansing your mind. And when he cleanses his mind, when he says, I, 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 before Philip called you when you were under, I saw you when I, well, and Jesus said, answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. There's this washing that goes on. And when, when it happens, it sets Nathaniel back into order. He's now coming out of that old place under the spirit of the world, which only testifies basically of the things of the world and always testifies of yourself. It always points you back to yourself. Trust me, it's demonic. But now what Jesus and the spirit of God has done, now it's locked him in. Look, look at this, watch this, it locks him in into the real order with Jesus. Now he's standing before God. He doesn't recognize him, but he's listening to him, but his spirit is recognizing him. His mind is being cleansed 
because he's chosen to be under the order of the spirit of truth. And he's now truth is setting him free. You shall know the truth and what? The truth shall set you free. We'll read that in a minute. And all of a sudden, watch this. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Now he's not even thinking of himself. Now his mind's being transformed into the likeness of the spirit. Because he's now, the only way he could have gotten that is through the mind of God. Through the spirit of God washing his mind, transforming into his image. And now he's thinking like God. He's thinking like the Holy Spirit. He has the, 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 how can I say, the smarts or the geniusness. He's, he has that genes of, of the Holy Spirit that reveals God. And he says, you're the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And this is what Jesus says. This is the next step. And Jesus answered and said, because I said to you, I saw you in the figure, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said, and most surely I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. So the next thing is experiences with God. You start seeing things. You start experiencing uh, heaven because the spirit of God, when he leads you to Jesus, it grafts you back into the order with Jesus and it grafts you back in to be one with the realm of heaven instead of the realm of the world. And then your spirit becomes one with heaven. And when your spirit becomes one with heaven and the spirit of God, all you can see are the things of God, not the things of this world. Isn't that awesome? And that's what happened with this young man. At first, there was a cutting away of, uh, with the spirit of truth coming into his life. It was tough. He manifested just like Nathaniel. And then God started speaking these things as, as he was coming toward him and coming out of those things because so God, listen, guys, sometimes God will wait for you to come. He'll knock, he'll take a knock and he's, gent and he's a gentleman, but he waits for you to open the door. And so Nathaniel gets up, starts walking. And that's what happened to this young man. He, he's, he's told me, he said, okay, no matter what, I'm, I'm walking this thing out. I have nothing else. And he started that process. And then when the cutting away started happening, there was this re all this revelation of who Jesus is started happening. And then after that, once he started being, he got his life, being, the spirit of God put his life in that, that locked him down in that place of the spirit. Then all of a sudden now he's calling me and saying, I'm having all these wonderful experiences. Man, God's real. God's awesome. And God's this and God's that. And man, it's so awesome because now, Heaven has opened and he's seen greater things than he saw before. Isn't that great? But, but we've got to get to where we walk in the spirit of truth. And that's part of the, the spirit of God that we're talking about. Spirit of God, he's a helper and he will help you. A lot of times, there's times when I wanted to pick up the phone and go, you know, call for help. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do need someone that has the spirit of God on them, just like Jesus. 
Because Jesus is an example of some men and women that will walk in the same spirit. And if you're not connected with them, God will put you and get you walking out and have you call them, have you get with them. And then when you're connected with that right person that carries the same spirit as Jesus as uh, was, then because of what's on them, it grafts you into that realm of the spirit. Then you start getting clean. Isn't that amazing? That's why it's so important to find those that carry the spirit of God, that carry the spirit of truth, not the spirit of the fear of man and they have to talk fluff around you and make you feel good. No, those that really walk in the truth, they don't have the fear of man. They want to tell you the truth because they don't want to see you going down that, that back down that valley, into that valley or into that place of flesh again. And truth has to be spoken so it can cut away things of the flesh. Does that make sense? All right. In John 16, this is, this is uh, Jesus. Verse 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Remember that. When the spirit of truth, when he comes to you, he will guide you. That doesn't mean he will force you. I, I, I have a lot of guided hunts, but I will not uh, get my prey unless I follow the guide. If I think that I know more than the guide, I will find myself not finding the prey that I'm out there to get so that I can eat. Think about that. If you don't follow your guide, you will not reach the destination you've always wanted. So he says, the spirit of truth, in other words, if you'll follow truth in your life, if you'll let truth guide you instead of your opinions and what you think is right, and you know, and, and even the things that you think you can get away with. Oh, I can just look at this, or oh, I can just I can just dabble in a little bit of this. It's okay to do this, and it's all right. That is a voice of the spirit of deception, which is the spirit of this world. And it's in us. We were born with flesh. And now when you were, when you ask God in your life, you were reborn and you were born with the spirit of truth. But there is a war. The, the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit lust against the flesh. But whoever wins that battle depends upon us. You can either give in to this truth and follow it. And man, those, those things that you loved, they, they start routing, they start growling and they want their way, but eventually they fall away. And then your mind starts getting clear and you don't have two worlds that are battling with each other. You have one world, which is the spirit of God ruling your life. Man, this is a good one. Uh, man, there's so much anointing in this room. I wish you were here. I'm sure if you're there, uh, you, there's the, the spirit of Jesus is right here right now as we're speaking of this. I can feel it in my heart. My spirit is burning so much. I can't tell you what I'm feeling right now. Because anytime you start talking about the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, it always brings him in the room. Because he will always reveal the son of the living God. That's Jesus Christ. It says, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, 
but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come and he will glorify me. Remember that. He will glorify me, not only in your mind and telling you things of Jesus, but he will cause Christ to be glorified in you. He will glorify Christ in you. And you will start feeling like a new person, a new man, a new woman. And it says, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. And here's John 15, John 15, 26 through 27. He said, this is Jesus. But when the helper comes, when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth who proceeds from, from the father, he will testify of me. Amen. Last night, this young man that I spoke to on the phone on the way up uh, in the Carolinas, he started texting me last night, man, he says, I can't get enough. I, do I need to be ordained? Do I, you know, and uh, man, I, I, I need more of the presence. And man, that's the spirit of God doing this. He's testifying of Jesus. And isn't it strange that every human being wants to know Jesus? Your own being, once it catches its maker, once it wraps around the maker, his true maker, it wants to hold him. It wants to be with him constantly. And that's what was happening last night. I just want to know him. I just want to be close to him. Man, you, when you want to be closer to Jesus than your own destiny, when you want to take your crown, like in, Reve I think it's in Revelations, uh, where was it? I think it's one, uh, and you want to take your crown and you want to throw it at Jesus. In other words, Revelations four, when every verse 10, I believe, <clears throat> when you start, when you start feeling like your crown, you got stuff, you got authority, but you want to take that authority and you want to throw it all down to Jesus, man, you're ruined. Because anything that is in the book of Revelation is going to happen here on the earth, right? So they're casting their crowns at Jesus. They are so full of presence of God. They could care less about their calling. They could care less about their crown. That, that principle in heaven, those things, that spirit in heaven that's happening right now in heaven has got to happen here. And they're not, they're not selfish anymore. They're not thinking about their own crown. They're not thinking about what they have. They're thinking about the Lord. And when, you're, when your mind is filled with the Lord, you don't even think about what you want or what you have. You want to give it all away. You want to give it to Jesus. Man, when you start seeing that, that's true spirit, spiritual authority. When you want to lay down your crowns to the Lord and lay down your crowns even to one another serve instead of Lord. Let's don't get off on that. Here we go. John 8, 31 through 32. We're almost finished. I don't want to take up too much time. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Another translation there, if you continue in my word, so that doesn't mean you just get in, you know, boom, boom, boom. It means, all right, you've believed in me, but now you've got to continue. In other words, you've got to continue walking in these things. Don't give your flesh time to have its own time, have its own day. 
You got to continue walking in the spirit. You got to continue walking with Jesus. And man, your flesh doesn't like that. It would much rather have its have its way. Does that make sense? All right, here we go. Oh, I hope that we got it. All right, we're still on. Yes, sorry, my phone went off for some reason. I had it on uh, um, um, silent. But anyway, it says, that uh, he says, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And this is the principle of Nathaniel. Nathaniel got up, he got up from under that tree and he continued to walk toward Jesus. In other words, he continued to take the invitation to walk in that truth that Philip asked, you know, invited him to come, come and see, we found the Messiah. So he, he chose to continue to walk toward what he was invited to. And when he continued, he started getting free. And that's what happens. If you continue, you got to go back there, up there. If you continue in my word, you're my, my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not when you just say, okay, spirit of truth, hey, come. It's when you continue in the truth, then the truth starts making you free. And these days, there's this delusion of, and, and I'm not saying it can't happen, but and I've seen it happen some, at times, but very rarely, there's this delusion that, that, man, you can get free instantly. That's true in some cases, especially if you have demons and so forth. But in the renewing of the mind and getting rid of stronghold, you know, when you start walking in truth, the spirit of God will start cutting away and delivering you of strongholds that arise against the knowledge of God. And that truth starts setting you free. And most people think they get upset because, man, I got this wonderful revelation yesterday and I was awesomely free. But today I feel like, you know, a turd. And I'm not doing too well. And they start sinking back into themselves. No, you got to continue to walk in the truth. Continue to talk to the Holy Spirit. Continue to abide in his word and then walk it out. And as you continue to walk in the spirit of God and, the, and in that spirit of truth and walking in the truth, being truthful to yourself, being truthful to others, truthful to God, then the truth starts setting you free even more. That's why in Proverbs 4, 18 through 19, this is wonderful. It says, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day, unto, unto the perfect day. So if you can see the sun, if you can, if you can visualize the sun, when the sun comes up in your life, it starts to cast the shadows, starts showing you things that it's setting you free of. And the shadows seem big. It seems those things that are that he starts exposing seems big. But if you continue in the truth and the, and the sun starts rising even more, the shadows that you thought or the things that you thought were big in your life, it starts shrinking. Because the truth as you're continuing, the sun starts rising. And as you continued in the truth, it starts setting you free. Well, when it comes up to the noonday, that means 
When you finally get in direct order with God, then there's no more shadows. What you thought was big was just a big shadow. Does this make sense? It was just a big shadow. And you're totally free. Now there's nothing that can hold you. And now it's Christ in you that live, not you. Now you're under the noonday. That's what it says. It says that the... Uh, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Isn't that awesome? Well, of course, then it says the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble because they don't know the Lord. If you start knowing the Lord, you'll recognize what's making you stumble, but you got to focus more on the Lord because if you get in the light, it exposes everything. You can see what's dark. If, you, if you're looking at the original, you'll see what's the false. But you, we got to look at the original first. You can't get delivered by looking at the false and thinking you can battle it by looking at the false. You've got to look at the original design, the original blueprint of all things. And then all the false makes sense. That's not the Lord. I'm going to keep going. And then as you're focusing on the Lord, the Son of God starts burning off all those things that have haunted you. Praise the Lord. Here's that verse uh, I, I told you about the, the sword of the spirit, how it starts cutting off, because this is Ephesians 6, 17 through 18. He's talking about putting it on the full armor of God, but then it says, and take the helmet of salvation. That's when you start, when you come to the Lord and you and it says, you know, anyone that believes on me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When you come to the Lord, in other words, you you put on the helmet of salvation. The putting on the helmet of salvation is actually putting your mind on the Lord again because he's your salvation. He's your helmet. And when you put on salvation, and when you put on the mind of God, when you wake up in the morning and just say, Jesus, how are you doing today? Boom, it, you're in. And then it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So when you start folks putting your mind on the Lord, it allows the spirit of truth or the the, the the sword of the spirit to come in and now he starts doing warfare for you as you're focusing with the Lord. You're putting on that helmet, putting your mind on the Lord and the spirit of God or the spirit of truth starts already working and it starts setting you free without you even knowing. Isn't that awesome? And the way that these things get crucified all these things that are fleshly and get crucified is by walking in the spirit of truth. Listening to truth more than yourself. Because the spirit of truth or walking in the spirit crucifies those things of the underworld. It crucifies those things of the flesh. All right? You can't crucify yourself. The spirit of God has to crucify these fleshly things for you as you focus on the spirit of God and you walk in these places of truth. And then it puts you in that place of freedom. You shall know the truth and what? The truth shall set you free. And that place of the truth is the spirit of God. Isn't that awesome? And this is, I'm going to give this to you. Galatians 5, 24, verse uh, through 26. And those who are Christ's, that's like you and I, or those that are watching that want to be in this place, 
And you're already in his mind, his, but we've got to choose to be his. And it says, and those who are Christ's have crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So when we start crucifying the flesh, it's because we're walking in the spirit. Are you with me? Man, that's what Jesus did. He crucified those things of the flesh, those things that cause sin in our life. He crucified it by, all the, uh, by giving his life even unto death. He chose to, to uh, follow and obey the spirit of God even unto death, which crucified the very core that gets us in the flesh, which was the fear of death, fear itself. He came to the core of the nature of, of man that had fallen and it was fear and he crucified it in that place of the garden when he was in prayer and he started sweating drops of blood. In other words, you can see because he said, but your will be done. That last thing, he overcame fear, which brings death. And when he did, he was, he started oozing out, started sweating drops of blood. Yes, yeah, is, is it trauma? A lot of time, a lot of that has to do with even the fear that was so great in, in his body, but the spirit of God was crucified and it started, he started bleeding or sweating drops of blood. But prophetically, he had now crucified the very thing that had, had kept people in bondage, which was fear within man. And the blood of Jesus cleansed the body. The spirit of God. You're overcome by the blood of the lamb. And the word of our testimony. Isn't that amazing? It says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, naming one another. In other words, don't get back into that self-seeking thing. And here's the last one I want to give you. It's 946. When God starts heading, heading you this way, when you choose to Allow your voice, allow your pleasures to be crucified and you start becoming open to the Lord. And maybe you need to get open to one to someone that carries the spirit of God, just like the Lord uh, did. Everybody knows what they need. When you get to this place and you start heading toward that direction, don't look back. Don't let somebody even come to tell you how to do it that makes you look back. Yeah, but you need to do this, but you need to do that because they're trying to get you to look back. It may sound great. It may sound wise, but before you do that, you need to go, you know, repent of this and you need to repent of that and go back into your, you know, all these things. Listen, you got where you are by listening to the spirit of God. And even God has led you to the person that you know that, that would challenge you to walk in the spirit. Don't let someone get you to look back and don't let your flesh <clears throat> get you looking back. Because if you look back, you die. I'm telling you. This is verse uh, Luke 9, verse 61. <clears throat> and another said also, Lord, I will follow you. 
This sounds really wise. Now watch this. I will follow you, but, but let me first go bid them farewell who are at my house. Hold on. <clears throat> I'll follow you, but let me go take care of all the family heritages first, all that stuff of my family, then I'll follow you. And, he's, and the Lord says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now the kingdom of God is not just heaven. It's the thing, it's the fruits of the spirit. It's, it's the natures of Jesus, love, joy, peace, long suffering. Uh, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Ghost. In other words, you won't be fit to have joy in your life. You won't be fit to have peace oozing out in your life. You won't be fit to have the spirit of God even controlling your life if you're continually going back. You won't be fit for that. It's not good for you. So go ahead and put your hand to Jesus. Go ahead and put your, your hand to that thing that God has called you to and, and obey him. And once you, he tells you the things to do, you don't, you be stubborn and put your mind to it and don't let anything get you turned back. Well, I got, well, if you go back to handle things, it better be the spirit of God that is telling you. It better not be the principles of man. Because anytime you start looking back, you die. I'm telling you, there's, and, and I know some of you may not uh, like hunting, but I'm going to give you a principle that we know in hunting. Now, just for political state, uh, I, won't, I won't go out and hunt anything I don't eat. So there you have it. But there's a principle in hunting. When you see your prey, it's, it's, it'll happen every time. The prey may run, take off running if they or if they see you or if they they feel like something's around, they will take off running. But the the rule in in, in hunting, don't panic because they'll take off running to their destination. But the danger part for them is they're going to eventually stop and look back. They're going to look back. And when they stop to look back, they die. That's the same thing that happens with humanity. When you get to running toward your destination, don't look back lest the enemy will take you out. Put your fitness, put your strength on staying forward and following the spirit of God, not the spirit of your past. So, let me pray for you. I feel like there's some that may be out there that have never even encountered the spirit of truth. Uh, you can't hear his, your, his voice. You don't feel his presence in your life. And uh, you'd like to have him. And listen, he is freely given. Jesus wants to freely give us real truth, but he wants to give you a real friend. This, I'm telling you, the spirit of God is real. He is a person. He is called the Holy Ghost. And a lot of us may have been, you know, uh, tormented by other ghosts.
But the reason he calls him Holy Ghost is because there are other spirits out there, but there is a Holy Spirit that will lead you into all truth. The other spirits will lead you into darkness, but there is a spirit that will lead you in truth and he will set you free and he will help you. He will not destroy your life. It's called the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of Truth. And so let's just pray right now. Lord, I just pray for every person that needs you. They're like Nathaniel. They're, they've been sitting under the wrong tree. Their life's in shambles. Their, 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 their eyes are looking at things they're not supposed to be looking at. Their hands are beating are dabbling in things that it's dab they know it's not supposed to be dabbling in and they need truth and their, their spirit is crying out. I need truth. I need freedom. I need help. The only way we can be set free is by your spirit. Cause that's the way you cast out things. Lord is by the spirit of God. And so Lord, I ask those that need the Holy spirit, Holy spirit. I ask that you come. And just soak those that are that are listening and those that are needing you. Spirit of truth, come and reveal Jesus to these Nathaniels out there that have been sitting under the wrong tree. And put them under the tree of life. Put their life in order. Spirit of God, just, just move upon those that need their, your order in their life so that they can inherit the kingdom of God. Encounter your kingdom. See things they've never seen, encounter things they've never encountered that are holy and pure. Spirit of God, we thank you for coming. We thank you for coming and revealing Jesus, revealing the truth. Cut off anything that needs to be cut off, but we've got to get up and start following you. So I just I ask for grace and strength to be on those that, that are getting up and wanting to follow the truth. Help them, Holy Spirit. Help them, Holy Spirit. There's a war going on in some of your minds. It's because the Spirit of God is working. So just let the Spirit of God, just let go. Let go of all the fear. Let go of that war and just say, God, I give up. You take me. I ask that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Good times today. I hope you have a great day. Follow the Spirit. Study these scriptures, and we'll, we'll send the notes to you as soon as possible. Keep praying for us. Keep, I, I thank you for supporting us on our website. And like Some of you guys are sending us financial help. Thank you so much. It's so awesome. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff and it's going to be great. We're, uh, we're still let you know, we're still, you know, finishing that building, uh, in Africa. I'm, I'm going to check on that today, see how it's going. There's a school of life, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Eagles fellowship. They're, they're building, having a new building and we've been helping off, uh, helping them build that thing. And man, it's been great. Uh, we're going off to Shreveport uh, next week and we'll be there, uh, uh, next weekend, if you're there, come and uh, see us at JC three one eight. You can find them on our uh, on the Facebook. If you want to follow us on Living Vine Ministries Facebook, you can. 
Uh, encourage us if you can. Write in and let us know if these, these uh, teachings are helping you. All right, give us testimonies. It really helps. We need God's stories from you now. All right, all right. Love you guys. Grace, grace.